Hello, Vet Girl on the Run community. I'm Amy Newfield. I'm a VTS in emergency critical care, and I wanted to share with you our blood work cheat sheet that we have hanging up in our hospital. I think it's super important that all veterinary technicians and assistants understand the normal reference ranges for the blood work values that I am going to show you, because sometimes it means the difference between life and death for that veterinary patient. After all, technicians and assistants are the ones who are running the blood work, so you get to see the lab values first. And if your veterinarian's tied up, busy in a room, talking to a client, we can't just ignore some emergency actual blood work values that may mean the difference between life and death. We have to grab our veterinarian and say, hey, the potassium is really high, or the calcium is really low, or we need to act on this quickly. So understanding these important values is really not going to help just you, but also your veterinary patient and your veterinarian. So let's start with sodium. Depending on where you are in the world or your lab analyzer, it is either being measured in milliequivalents per liter or millimoles per liter. The good news is this. For both sodium and potassium, one milliequivalent per liter equals one millimole per liter. So essentially, the units I'm telling you are the same regardless of whether or not it's in milliequivalents per liter or millimoles per liter. So normal sodium, somewhere between 135 to 155. We constitute an emergency of anything less than 125 or greater than 165. If you have hyponatremia, so low sodium, we can see lethargy, seizures, coma, or death. Same holds true for hypernatremia, lethargy, seizures, coma, or death. Potassium, super important blood work value, right? Depending on, again, where you are in the world or your lab reference ranges, you're measuring between milliequivalents per liter or millimoles per liter. Again, one-to-one equivalency, so it's pretty easy to remember that. Somewhere between 3.5 to 5.5 we're looking at. Under 2.5 is an emergency or greater than 7, absolutely an emergency. So hypokalemia, low potassium, we see weakness and cardiac problems in our veterinary patients. If we have hyperkalemia, so high potassium, cardiac arrhythmias, arrest or death, Calcium can be measured as calcium or ionized calcium. This gets a little bit confusing because it's not the same one-to-one. So if you are measuring in millimoles per liter, it will be a different reference range than milliequivalents per liter. Most of the time in the United States, we are measuring in milliequivalents per liter for our calcium. And in ionized calcium, generally, universally, we're all measuring in millimoles per liter. So be careful with that. Calcium level, somewhere between 7.5 to 12, or if you're doing millimoles per liter, that's going to be 3.75 to 6. An emergency is considered under 7 or greater than 13 milliequivalents per liter, or under 3.5 or greater than 6.25 millimoles per liter. Ionized calcium levels are different. Millimoles per liter, 1.3 to 1.5 millimoles per liter, an emergency less than 1.2 or greater than 1.6. If we have high calcium levels, we usually see patients with cardiac dysfunction. They're polyuric, they're polydysnic, so they're drinking a lot, they're peeing a lot. And when we're dealing with hypocalcemic issues, we're dealing with tremors, seizures, and lots of neuromuscular activities. 
blood glucose. So depending on where you are in the world, you're measuring either in migs per deciliter or millimoles per liter. In the United States, we measure in migs per deciliter, but in a lot of other areas of the world, they're measuring in millimoles per liter. So if you're in the United States, it's going to be between 80 to 120 is normal migs per deciliter for blood glucose. In millimoles per liter, that's going to be 4.4 to 6.7 millimoles per liter. That's what's normal. What's an emergency when we get under 50 or greater than 250 migs per deciliter? If we have less than 2.8 or greater than 13.9 millimoles per liter for a blood glucose, that's considered an emergency. When we're dealing with hyperglycemia, so high blood sugars, we start thinking about diabetes. Our patients tend to drink a lot. They tend to pee a lot, unfortunately. So we've got a patient that's PUPD and they're lethargic, very dehydrated. When we're dealing with hypoglycemia, we've got patients that are lethargic, right? Because they don't have good blood sugar, but they can also start experiencing seizures, coma, or death. Lactate level, we all measure this value universally, the same in millimoles per liter. Anything under two is considered normal. There are a lot of reference ranges now that cite 2.5. So somewhere between 2.5 or two under that is considered normal. Anything greater than three, we constitute that as an emergency. That means that there's an anaerobic production occurring somewhere in the body. Blood is not delivering oxygen to a certain area of the body, and we have to investigate a cause as to why that is happening, because that's why the lactate levels up. And then our PT and our PTT, so our coagulation factors, right? So now we're looking at that. Anything that's not within the range given for your blood uh, work machine, that's considered emergency. Usually, obviously, it's going to be high, right? So when we can't clot, when our PT or PTT is considered elevated, we immediately think this patient cannot clot, right? They can't clot. And if they can't clot, that means, especially we as technicians or assistants, do not perform jugular sticks, right? Absolutely. Uh, No cystocentesis. You should make sure you alert your surgeon right away because this isn't really a surgical candidate if they don't have any clotting factors, right? Because we're looking at a clotting disorder. This is why it's so important technicians and assistants understand these values because if we got this back and it was really elevated and our veterinarian ordered a cystocentesis, we need to talk to our veterinarian first. We don't want to do that cystocentesis if they can't clot, right? Because we could cause abdominal bleeding and hemorrhage and they could die. And lastly, we are all very familiar with PCV and total solids or total protein, but let's just do a quick review of those. So in PCV, also known as a hematocrit, our dogs should somewhere between 35 to 55%. There are some reference ranges stating that greyhounds can be as high as 60%, but obviously that's a little bit unusual. An emergency for our dog species, anything less than 25% or greater than 65%. In cats, we're looking at a normal reference range for a hematocrit, aka also known as a PCV, is somewhere between 30 to 45%. An emergency is somewhere between 20, uh, less than 25% or greater than 55%. When we see a decreased hematocrit, a decreased PCV, we're looking at a patient that's obviously anemic, right? They don't have enough blood in their body. They tend to be weak, dyspneic, and or experiencing death. An increased PCV, we see them also being weak. They can also experience uh, death and they can will probably be very dehydrated. So total solids or total protein, synonymous, it doesn't matter which terminology you use, 
We tend to measure it either in grams per deciliter or grams per liter, depending on where you are. In the United States, we measure in grams per deciliter. Between five to eight grams per deciliter is somewhere the reference range. If you're doing grams per liter, it's going to be between 50 to 80. What's an emergency? Anything less than four or anything greater than nine grams per deciliter, or that would be less than 40 or greater than 90 grams per liter. In the United States, again, we're looking at that five to eight grams per deciliter. If we have a low total protein, total solids, if it's decreased, it's because we think about things like fluid loss or fluid overload, interestingly. Increased, we always think about dehydration. So I hope this blood work cheat sheet podcast really helped you guys. Be sure to check out all the other fantastic content on Vet Girl on the Run. Make sure you download the blood work cheat sheet. It is yours to keep. Hang it up at your hospital and hopefully this will help you save a patient's life. <laughs>